Yeah, there's definitely a lag. There's definitely a lag. Um, mm, you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to call my friend. She's a doctor. She'll be able to help me with the lag. Give me a second. What? I have to start again, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 What just happened? <laughs> I. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the fact that he's dead serious is what's yeah, getting me. He actually left. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast, podcast about Atlanta. Today we'll be discussing the highs, the lows and the weird turns of the third season of Atlanta. And joining me to chomp down on all of this, they've covered their heads and are ready for their deep fried hands, it's TMT Anibube! How are you guys doing? I'm good. Um, I'm good. The... um. I, the hand didn't really go down easy, but um, what, did you I get? Did you get stuck? Was it? What, did your thumb get stuck? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, the, too much bone. I think yeah. I need to really. I like I like my hand. Get that checked. So those those hands are not boneless, are they? They just like deep fry them. I do not think they are boneless. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure everything is inside there, and it was kind of horrifying watching them get breaded. But you know, <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll be fine. I mean. I watched three seasons of Hannibal. I, I think I, I was fine with that. Um, this is the first time you guys are on this on the podcast together. This is the first time of this combination. We're going to talk about Atlanta. So, are you guys ready? Super ready. I feel this worth the conversation. There's been a lot has been said about this season of Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, guys. So we have quite a bit to talk about in Atlanta. So I'm just going to very quickly. Go through the bit that everyone, everyone's always clamoring for this on, on my Twitter. They're like, oh, guys, are you going to do the admin? You have to do the admin. Everybody asks for the admin. So, like, guys, it's the admin. Um, if you're new to the podcast or you just keep forgetting to do so, please rate and review us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us get ahead of all the noise. Um, also, please follow us and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you can find out where we put out new episodes. Uh, speaking of, we'll be back later in the week to discuss the Better Call Saul mid-season finale with us. Check that out if you're watching the show. Um, and then next week, we're, we're going to need to break. Just a quick break next week. But we'll be back after that because there's a bunch of stuff coming. The boys are coming back, all of them. So we're going, we're going to check in on all their antics. And also, I've got some very exciting voices that are lined up for our Miss Marvel coverage. Um, so, yeah. And of course, we'll be discussing the Barry season finale and hopefully... There's going to be new Alex Garland. Maybe we'll talk about that in a second. I don't know. We're just going to talk about a lot of things. So please um, follow us on whatever platform, rate and review, and tell your friends. Okay. Guys, let's talk about Atlanta. Um, I don't really know it. I mean, for anyone who's, who remembers, um, TMT and I spoke about Atlanta, I think, after episode two, which seems like so long. That was like two months ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to start about talking about this show or rather this season. But I think we let, okay, let's start with the finale. I had someone else I was going to start with, obviously, but then the finale happened. I was like, oh shit, we have to start with the finale, don't we? Um, I almost don't want to touch this episode. I almost don't want to talk about it because I just feel like, I don't feel like. Why? Because of the P? I, I, oh, <laughs> that sequence lasted yeah. way too long. I was like, 
It's just a little pee. I'm like, can we cut? Can we stop talking? Yeah, about it was that? the full. It was the full stream, and it was a strong stream. I was, I was, I was like, she has a strong stream. Um, no, no, but like, not. I, I don't mind talking about pee. That's that's fine. Is I feel like there's. I almost feel like I can't pass judgment on what the show says or tries to say about Van. Obviously, we have to because we're talking about Atlanta season three. So I have a question. Yeah. Disney, they own FX, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that was my question. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. Because when I was watching it, like the, the, what do you call it? The TV guidelines, I think they had like M-A-S-L-V and, or S-L-V. I was like, S? I, was like, I don't know Atlanta as a, as a sex show. What, 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 what are they going to do? Atlanta doesn't, doesn't do sex. I was like, oh, they, oh, oh Jesus. Uh, but let, let's start. Should we start? Let's start with the serious. Let's start with the serious bit. Um, wait, wait, I think you're the most learned out of all of us. <laughs> I'm going to let you start because if TNT and in I, in terms of P, <laughs> <laughs> no, in terms of P, I feel like it's you. TNT, I feel like you hold that crown in terms of in terms of yeah, terms, I'm yeah, the P god. Yeah, yeah. I, which is what I was going to say. Like if, if the episode honestly, was left to us, we'll just talk about P throughout. That is a crown so I want, you can definitely keep. <laughs> <laughs> We can both have it. Two pieces of the pod. Uh, huh? D- ooh, well, that was... <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I hate you for that joke. <laughs> you know how Chappelle, I can't remember what special it was. It was like he starts a joke with a punchline and then he walks towards the punchline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ever since I started talking about P, like, like what seems like five minutes ago, <laughs> I had that two peas in my in a pod in my head, mm. but I didn't know how to get there. I was like, how, what is the, what's the journey? How do I get there? And then you got there first. That's so, why you keep him well around. Done. Well, yeah, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So much. Um, no, okay, let's talk about Van. Let's try and talk about Van before we go into, before we get too distracted. Okay. Um, so, Van is, there have been six episodes that followed the main, main quartet, right? And I think she appeared in four or five of them. She wasn't in New Jazz and she wasn't in the phone one. Mm-hmm. Yes. So three, so yeah, so four out of six. And even, apart from the first time we see her, which is episode two, every other one, she's kind of just in the periphery, right? She's kind of skating through the borders and everything. Yeah. And then I always knew that that was leading up to like a big van episode because they've had big van episodes. They had yeah, there's the one, one every the season. First season with her, where, where she loses her job. They had the champagne puppy one last season. So I knew it was going to be a big van episode. I didn't know it to be the season finale. I'll talk, we'll talk about that as well. Trust me. But yeah, I don't know. It would be what do you think of this episode? How do we even get into talking about this episode in a way that is respectful of the character, what she's going through, and the audience? Because what we should discuss is that. I don't know much about this, but I know black women have kind of raised questions with Donald Glover and like the show's treatment of women, of black women. I I can't tell you if they feel satisfied by this episode or not. And that's not I it's not something I really have any knowledge about. But it's like and unfortunately we did when we made this episode, we didn't know that it was gonna be a van centric episode and then we have three men talking about how Donald Glover treats black women. Yeah. What do you think of this episode? What, what did you understand when you watch this episode this 30 minutes of of tv i actually really like the episode i i love watching narrative chaos (laughs) you know just from the beginning when these when these girls are sitting down starting their conversation and you know just from the beginning what they're talking about is i guess is the p which we'll get back to i suppose i (laughs) feel like we can't we can never run away yeah we can't run run too far from the p but 
Like the P is always going to be there. It's yeah. funny because I, I watched a panel recently where um what Donald was was saying. I mean, they had Donald, um, Zazie, Hero, um, Stephanie Robinson, and a few of the other main people who work on the show. They were talking about oh, and Stephen Glover was there too. And I remember Donald saying that uh, this was at the South by South Southwest panel. He was saying that mm-hmm. that he finds it very interesting how the show has been has been progressing and even though things are very sort of emotional now it's it's interesting the way the wor- the, the stories have been written because people he said people will think that they wrote these things based on stuff that happened during the pandemic but they actually didn't mm. this was written like mm. in many of the stories are written in like 2019 and the world just happens to be extremely predictable and for me that first first minute of the show was a clear example of that because I don't know how much you guys know about the whole thing about like some women being flown out to Dubai to have like to do certain activities. Um, but that has been coming up like on Twitter a lot lately. And the whole P thing kind of reminded me of that. And I was like, these guys couldn't have predicted that this would be relevant right now. And this episode was prepared a long time ago. So I think it's interesting that they're discussing that. But also when, when, um, homegirl looks up. And she's shocked. I'm like, I know she's seeing Van. This has to be somebody recognizing Van. And now, mm-hmm. like me, like, as like I was living vicariously through her because I have so many questions for Van. It's like, what are you actually doing? Why are you replying serious messages with thumbs ups? <laughs> and I can understand how black women would feel a certain way about it because it's almost as if Van is being portrayed as terribly aloof. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason for that is because we haven't gotten a lot of explanation of her mental state. I think we're supposed to assume that something is going on with her. Something sort of broke in her. And it's left for us to kind of wait for that revelation because she just showed up in Amsterdam and then she's yeah. just galvanting all over the place. She seems to have no direction and it seems by design. But Van is somebody who's usually very um, meticulous about the direction of her life. She's worried about how things yeah. are going, where things are going who's involved in it, all that stuff. And she's always fighting judgment from the people in her life. But for some reason, she really didn't care. So I think maybe we were supposed to view this as out of character for her. And while it looks like a very strange portrayal, I sort of hoped that there would be some kind of explanation. And I think we got one. I don't know how sufficient it is, Mm -hmm. but it is an explanation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, at the very least, we got to hear her explain things as herself, not as this, well, she was very different. She was many different versions of herself <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Um, in a very great, in a very great scene, a very, very good scene. Yeah. Um, with, with Candice, who, like, I think I didn't even catch it at first, but she was in this Champagne Puppy episode. So she obviously, like, she was one of Van's friends in, in that episode. Yeah. Um, which I think, just as a reversal of roles, Van was obviously, if not latching to following Candice in that episode, and then obviously there's a bit of reversal of roles here. Um, yeah, I think we can't, like, it's not on any of us to pass judgment and be like, well, this completely explains Van's actions and everyone that had problems with Van, it's fine. Donald Glover has explained himself, which I, I don't think any of us can say, but, um, Timothy, what were your initial reactions watching this episode? What did you, um, what were your thoughts? Uh, there was some online chatter about Donald Glover hating black women, like, you know, we, st- we started with, and I was just like, 
If any, this is in the episode that makes me think he hates black women. It's the one before this one. Giving Kevin Samuels a check. Don't trust me. We're gonna get to that. But was, yeah. was the chatter after the episode or before the episode? No, it's always it's been it's been a thing. Oh, it's for, been. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he he references in his, in his interview um interview now where he goes, "Why yeah. do you hate women?" Yeah, yeah. Sorry, continue. It's been a thing since season one, and I get it because I feel like American black women are tired of being seen a certain way. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he doesn't portray them the way the, the way they complete the stereotypes. He doesn't do that. He just portrays them in other ways that are not, not necessarily like positive all the time or negative, just like weird. Because the thing is, every character in Atlanta is kind of weird. So if Donald Glover is going to take an archetype of a character and put it on that show, or any of the writers, they're not going to make them good or bad. They're just going to make them weird. He had Liam Neeson on the show. He wasn't good or bad. He was just weird. Kevin Samuels, not good or bad. He was just weird. Despite that being said, I don't think Kevin Samuels should be making money off of. Oh, the, we'll, um, I think we'll talk about Kevin Samuels properly when we get yeah, to the yeah, we'll, yeah, we can get to that later. Yeah. But like you know, Asian characters, characters that try and culture vulture, characters that try to actually help, mm. all weird. He doesn't like try and make anyone look good or bad. He just makes them look weird. Yeah, I think. I mean, anyone that's listening, you feel free to let me know if I'm like if there's any. If I'm wrong, essentially. But I think the difference between what he would do with Zazie Beats, who is the only, or sorry, Van, who is the only, like, female lead, as opposed to the three other men, is that those guys get more time. Mm -hmm. Just by design. Like, nobody's Mm -hmm. complaining about that, right? They get more time to be in the main storyline. So they get more time. Darius gets more time to be in every episode, just be the funny guy. But then he gets his Teddy Perkins, right? Mm -hmm. But Van gets her one episode. And then every and every other episode she's the girlfriend or the baby mama. Like so I guess it's just by design of the nature of the show, it's a lot more difficult to round out the character. She's so funny in this episode, by the way. Oh, like I'm 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 just I'm this episode really fucked me up. Because I'm just thinking I'm like, <laughs> is this like a I mean coming off after motives of madness and everything all at way, I'm like everything <laughs> everything all at way. Everything, everything everywhere, everywhere all at once. once. I'm thinking like, is this Another version of Van. This is like I'm in a multiverse, right? I'm like I'm so honest because there's, there's there's the magazine with like pictures. I'm like, what is going on? Like, when did she do that? How was she doing all of this so quickly? So many questions are unanswered. I, I loved it. Understand. At one point, I wondered like, is this just a lookalike? Yeah, or I think that's all mixed race privilege. I feel like mixed race people just kind of you can infiltrate <laughs> anywhere because you're not black or white. You're both. And just like if you're interesting enough, you can kind of carve a lane for yourself. And no one really has to ask where you're from because mm-hmm. you're mixed race so you could be from anywhere <laughs> but the thing is I, I, I really thought about that while watching the episode because you know I thought about the, the fact that they probably knew as they were writing because this episode was actually written by Stephanie Robinson yeah, uh, who is like um, the main female writer on their team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel it's very intentional like they want us to be kind of asking certain questions and then hopefully stop and think why are we asking this many questions like, if it was somebody else, so it was Darius doing all this, would we be as concerned? Nope. You know, Van is actually flourishing. You know, she's flourishing in, in a way that we didn't expect. It's like, she's like, I'm going to turn off a lot of things. I'm going to ignore certain inhibitions. And I'm going to just go and try and see what my life can be like if I'm just living for myself. And yes, she's doing it in a bit of a weird way. Um, but I don't think people have the... I don't think people need to be angry with her for it. I think they can be concerned that, and I hope that she's safe. Mm-hmm. But if they wouldn't show that same, I guess, 
um, demand for accountability to another character, like if it was Darius or somebody else, then maybe that's something for them to think yeah. about. I think in a way that's intentional because you're looking at yourself and you're asking, why can't Van have a journey of self-discovery where she makes mistakes? Yeah, I mean, I think Ern does, in the white fashion episode, Ern basically accosts her, right? Like, where have you been? Yeah. And then later he apologizes, like, I'm sorry, it felt like I was judging you. That was not my, I was just, I'm just worried, essentially. I'm just worried for you. I wasn't trying to judge yeah, you. exactly. Um, I don't want to, I feel the weird thing in my brain is kicking off. I don't want to, like, leave the whole do not go over hate black women thing just dang down to, like, kind of tied up. Um, I think, like, we, we all agree that we can't put any, like, underline on that because we don't, it's not a place to say, like, I think we all understand the criticism. Some might be, I don't know if overblown is the right word, but maybe misunderstood just because of the, the, the nature of the show and the way Van's character is portrayed. I think a lot of the criticisms are well-founded. And mm. Honestly, if you're a black woman who is at the on the bottom rung of society, like, let's be honest, in everything, like... Yeah, black, black women, women have it rough. There's no denying that. True. So, like you are going to be more sensitive to things, just 100%. Like, if you're, if you're, if a person, if a white man is doing a show where he caricatures everyone, right, and then he caricatures a Nigerian man, I'm going to be angry at that, even though you're caricaturing everyone else, but like, don't do me, because we're already having it, like, we're already doing it in media, like, we're already doing Nigerian men, so don't do me too. So I can understand why, obviously, why black women would be a lot more sensitive to it, and, and maybe, conversely, that means that if you're a man telling a story, you should be a lot more sensitive to the black women's stories and don't treat them the same way you treat Darius because right, exactly. the audience gives Darius more leeway, right? So you have to be a lot more sensitive to how you're treating Van. And maybe don't give this Van episode, episode 10, when people have spent two and a half months like being angry at you. Maybe put it a little bit earlier. We'll talk about that, don't worry. Yeah. But actually, um, the thing is, with I think one issue is... Um, people tend to forget that the show is very surreal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't really forget it because that surrealism is in your face all the time. Mm -hmm. um, right <laughs> from that first episode where like somebody is giving him a sandwich to eat. Oh, the, the sandwich. The sandwich. <laughs> and, that, and you know, those surreal characters come back as we, we I mean, we saw that when that man returned in, um, in, in, in the episode where, I forget the title of the episode right now for some reason, but it's episode seven. Oh, the reparations episode. No, the one with all the commercials. Oh, actually, of season one, where people oh, were doing B -A -N. it. Yeah. Yes, B -A -N. B -A -N, in the B A N episode. Yeah. So I like the idea of those surreal characters coming back, and we see some of that in like here too. But we'll we'll get back to that, I'm sure, mm -hmm, um, because mm -hmm. that's that's a huge thing. But yeah, I think in general, black women are. It's very understandable that they would be sensitive to to something like this because. Yeah. I think there's so much desensitization, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're a black man listening to this, I'll be very much interested to know if, like, this this episode went any way in, like, yeah. appeasing you or it just because, made you angry or whatever. I'd like to actually know that. Be because I think, I think their issue is the way stories like this are portrayed, it sort of further ingrains the desensitization that helps... Um, create a certain image of black women that people think is normal yeah right if you keep if we if we keep portraying certain things certain way, even if you have like even if you have some type of i don't know like, like agenda that's like noble intention that's going to that's designed to help things out you still have to sort of go into a little bit of a dark place to make that happen and that sort of yeah. also normalizes it a little bit so it's kind of like yeah. 
um, two steps forward, but maybe one step back. So you haven't yeah. gone as forward as you think. And, you know, sometimes that's a price you have to pay. But at the very least, I, I would like to think that Donald Glover is aware of that and the team is aware of that. I think in a lot of other scenarios, especially when it's, you know, white male people, for example, trying to write um, black female characters, they kind of um, sort of use that to their advantage. And those guys are given a lot of leeway because sort of the rules were kind of made for them, right? So mm. I think that as long as people are listening to um, the feedback of the audience and not just saying, oh, well, you know, you don't know what you want, there you go. I think it's it's worth the conversation. And I think it's good that that conversation is being had. Hopefully that helps something. In any case, like that justification for the sensitivity is there in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like liberal, um, more liberal-leaning creators, especially people that are, like, youngish but older, like, pretty much, like, Donald Glover's age yeah. demographic, they have a sort of, um, they have, like, they probably have, like, a woke um, consultant on set that tells <laughs> them, they have a meter that shows, look, this is as far as you can get. So they can do certain things and they know that people will be like, what the fuck? But they also, like, this thing, it's a line he's tethered his entire career where it's like, what the fuck? But then people also forget about it in like two or three days. Mm. No one talks about it anymore because it's just not that weird or offensive. And that's the thing. I feel like if your art is more entertaining or thought-provoking than it is offensive. Because I feel like Atlanta is riddled with things that are offensive, but also thought-provoking and also funny and also genuinely interesting. Whereas some people make shows that are just offensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not as funny. Mm-hmm. Even though they're trying to make comedy and stuff. It's just, you know, it's like a sort of skill. There definitely is a difference. Yeah, there's, there's a difference. Yeah, I mean, until this season... Until this season, Atlanta, I don't think you could have pointed to anything that was offensive for offensive sake. Yes. Oh, come on. What about, do you remember the, um, when, when, um, was it, yeah, it was when, the, when Ern was at the prison, at the jail, it wasn't even prison. Yeah, but was that um, offensive for offensive sake? Wasn't, that was, if there was a point there, to There's that, a conversation there? behind that though, because that's a, that's no. a real thing. That's yeah, a there's a conversation there, but people found it really offensive at the time. People found oh, no, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, but like it's not offensive for offensive sake. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. It's hard to be thought provoking without being in, offensive a little bit. Exactly. In this season, there are things that you could say are just offensive for offensive sake. Why are you casting Kevin Samuels? That was weird. Honestly. Some people have big problems with the Chet Hanks thing, like Cancel Club. Those things are things that like can be very serious. They're just offensive for offensive sake. Mm. They're not the same thing as like that, that prison discussion. So it's like, actually, no, let, let's push the Kevin Samuel. Let's push it. I, cause I, I really want to give it enough time towards the end. Um, Every time I think yeah. about it, I just start dying because why would they do that? Especially since literally in real life, the man just died. He died that same week. It was so bizarre. That was like an episode of Atlanta. That was so surreal that that all happened. It was happened. so bizarre. Um, and I'm sure a lot of these things they're doing because they just think it's funny. I feel like something they're not actually thinking as deeply about. It's just funny. Another today. thing is that like, if you're Donald Glover, you have a responsibility to think about everything. Exactly. You, came, you, you wanted the crown. You have it. Now there are things you have to do when you have the crown. Like You have to be a lot more responsible with some of the decisions you make. That's just, how, that's just the way things work. Um, I mean, we got... It's very... It's very, this is not my field, but I can say, like, it's very in line with, sorry, it's very in line with, like, the Kendrick song and 
like him saying that word. It's just like, <sighs> do you need like? Is there in anyway? Let's. That's not. That's not my field of expertise. So let's. let's you could have made. You could have made your point without it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you know the funny thing is, I was actually going to go into. I was going to go into Donald Glover's music, and he's got this. Well, I mean, it's a it's a Lado song, and as people may know, she was from. She formerly went by the name of Lado, and he's got this line. I didn't even change her name. Yeah, um, she changed. Her, she had to change. Her I didn't name. even know that. Um, she changed it. There were issues. <laughs> there were mad issues. Yeah, so there were big issues. It's <laughs> such a terrible idea. What? No one stopped you. Um, it's so dumb. It's such. It's so wild. But she released an album literally a few months ago, mm-hmm. or maybe a month ago, and on one, Childish Gambino is on one of the songs, and he says, "My son's all mulatto." Like he's, he's, you know, like man, he he literally says, "Hold on, I need, I need to um, look up the verse." Mm-hmm. Um, Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll cut this. I'll edit it out to make it shorter. Yeah. Okay. Lyrics. Yeah. Perfect. So in Childish's verse, he says, um, <laughs> just trying to be happy, get money, the model. My girl hit the lotto. My son's all mulatto. My sons are all healthy. Asia, you can tell me. And that's the thing. Like, he just casually drops, like, my sons are all mulatto. That's a thing you shouldn't say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a way, because in that interview, that interview interview, he says something about how he doesn't want his sons to be the light-skinned kids that say they don't see color. Right, so he's like he's obviously aware of where mm-hmm. he stands in society in regards to blackness and black women, and also where his kids can, would kind of stand. It's it's a anyway, yeah. It's not like why why did you do that? Why did you go that line? Did you have to go that extra line? Like I don't like yeah I, yeah exactly because he knows he knows people will talk about it mm-hmm. and he knows it's offensive, but it's also not that offensive. And I'm I'm I feel like that's going to be trend in the next couple of years with. Um, people. Oh, I mean, it's been a content. trend. I mean, Kendrick has. It's not Kendrick. Sorry, Chappelle has been doing it for like the last two or three specials. No, Chappelle's zone. I feel like Chappelle's zone is more overtly offensive. Like in, he's his, trying his, to annoy people for sure. Mm. Yeah, he's trying to piss people off. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, Netflix is even changing their rules now. They said something to their employees where like they can only work on certain content because Netflix employees keep complaining. And they were like, now you have to know that if you're going to work here, like you, you're going to have to work on some content sometimes that you might not agree with. And if that doesn't work for you, you can maybe work somewhere else. Like they're actually putting that into their employment contracts now because of Chappelle. <laughs> um, guys, let's go back to the episode. Scar's God. I love this man. I love this. You know, man. you and I. You know, every time we see every time we see Scar's God, I was thinking about it too. This scene is shot, like, the, his opening scene is shot from behind. And I was like, I know that gate. I was like, I know that, that hunch, that back, that scars guard. I just watched the North Man. I know that man. <laughs> and then he turns around. And then I found out that he's playing himself. I was like, oh. That was the best thing. Literally, like, it was, I was going in, in, in stages. I was like, first of all, that looks familiar. Second, like, oh, my God, it's scars guard. This is great. I can't wait to talk to Bakali about this. Then it's like, okay, wait, scars guard <laughs> is playing himself. Oh my god! And he's <laughs> yeah. not even like he's going for. I, you know when you just like doesn't take himself seriously. Like, oh, this guy's game. He's going like, for. I, oh. even, I thought it was only going to be the bedroom, the hotel room thing. Then he came and back, then, right? He came back. Like, I mean, he reminds yeah, me of his character in Succession. It, <laughs> really, it's, it's casually really. to eleven. That was. I mean, this might be obviously for Succession heads, but like, there's a fun little 
because you have scouts on the episode and then you have them covering their heads to eat. And I was like, oh, this is a very, does like, it's intentional, but like, yeah. it's obviously a very good succession, uh, thorough line. But yeah, scouts got is just, I mean, again, we'll probably talk about the Liam Neeson cameo in a second as well. But like, the scouts got one was just like, I was just like, this is, I can't believe I'm watching this right now. This is incredible. Um, I don't know if we need to talk about... I mean, I don't think there's much to discuss in the episode itself. I think we've kind of covered it. Like, obviously, it's it's Van going through this kind of depression and suicidal tendencies and just not knowing who she is and where she fits in, in the lives of everyone around her and things like that. And then she decides to go reinvent herself in France as a way to, mm. to do that. And I mean, I, I think this movie... Excuse me. I think this show... Sorry, rather this episode, like most Atlanta episodes, is very, very funny at points. Like at, at points, is the funniest thing I've ever seen on TV. Like the payoff <laughs> with the bread, incredible. I could not believe that that, that was a good payoff. Like because like that was beautiful. I'm watching like because they were really like, clowning her for that bread. Oh, I was clowning her before. Like they started clowning. I was like, why is she carrying that bread? And then they started, I was like, oh, so the character noticed, and, and I was like, oh, that's a great payoff. Um, my pro- so what I want to talk about is, I think it's a good Atlanta episode, but I think it's a terrible season finale. I think it's a terrible season finale because it means that what you're telling me is that the last time we saw everyone was what new jazz. Like you, we need to know that. Like you can't make us wait two weeks for the finale and find out that we are not going to see Alfred anymore. Like I, and apparently Stephanie Robertson said that when she was writing it, she didn't know it was going to be season finale. Wow. So she can join the club then. She can honestly join the club. <laughs> yes. This is, this is an episode seven. This is not, this is not episode 10. This is not like, the finale it's not it's not a season finale I was really angry that it was season finale I just don't think it works as a season finale mm. especially in a season where people have complained that they haven't spent enough time with the main characters that, that's what I've been hearing too. as a solo episode well I think they've written I think they wrote season 3 and 4 together mm-hmm. so they probably see yeah. the season 4 ending as more of an ending yeah oh yeah in their heads it's yeah. probably season 3 and 4 as one cohesive thing but funny enough I do feel like if they ended it with the episode where Paperboy is... I can't remember. Was he in Manchester or Amsterdam? No, it's Amsterdam. One where he's tripping. Amsterdam. Amsterdam, Amsterdam. Amsterdam yeah. yeah. Where he's tripping. And, um, you know, he... You know, um, the... The the girl... What, what was her name? Lorraine. Ooh, Lorraine, yeah. His mom's name. Yeah. And Lorraine's got the same name as his mom. And, you know, that's like sort of this... Awakening experience that would make me more excited for your season four than this. Oh yeah, I th- I think that should have been the season finale. It's just like let's be honest, it's a bit if people are waiting for the season finale. Actually, when last week was an anthology episode, and then the finale focuses on the fourth most important character. Like I don't know, I don't think don't make it the f- and like yeah, because New Jazz had a lot of things to say, especially about Alfred. And also about Ern, actually, even they didn't have screen time. So and like, about whiteness. Yeah, yeah, obviously that's that's, that's all that, that goes uh, without saying. But I don't think it's been. I don't think it's a good finale. I didn't like for that. And I look, I love Van, I love Zazie Beats, but I just don't think this is this works as a good season finale. I mean, I think that might be why they probably had season four following, like season four comes out this fall, like comes out in like a couple of months, yeah. because they probably knew that look, this season is probably going to be divisive cast out like half of this episode so let's follow up with the second season as quickly as possible um that being said i am of the mind that like for the season we've had we kind of got the finale we <laughs> we deserve, we deserve. <laughs> so you think weirdness begets weirdness 
I mean, amen. Meandering begets amen. meandering. Yeah, I mean, there's some truth to that. I <laughs> um, guess, but yeah. I, I don't know. I actually try to avoid the idea of finale. I normally would be would go and check how many <laughs> episodes they're doing, and then I just mm. have an idea beforehand. So like, there's some direction as I'm watching. But this season, I didn't do that because I know season one they did ten, season two they did eleven. So I was like, you know what? I don't even want to know. I just kept watching every week. I actually did not know today was the finale until after I watched it. So now I'm like, oh, so really? that was the end. Yeah, I didn't want to think about it at all. Oh, wow. So so now I'm literally feeling like Stephanie Robinson. I'm feeling like you guys. I'm feeling like, okay, like I didn't know this was going to be the finale, but I guess it's the finale. The way they've done seasons three and four together, I mean, maybe they're, 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 maybe they're doing what Ozark did with like, you know, separating separating like the season into two parts. Well, I mean... <laughs> It's not, it's not as if the thing is that it's not as if Atlanta has like a story. They never they never really told a story. So it's not as if like this is halfway part of the story. They're going back to Atlanta, like the city for for season four. So it's not like so it's not like this is the halfway point or whatever. Um I think it's a really good Atlanta. I think this has been a very good like if it didn't have the specter of being the finale of this season, I think it would have been a very good episode. Because she gets to be quite fun. This is a fun episode. Like it's four black women just no, it's really going good. around it's France really, really just like good. doing weird shit. I think <laughs> she gets to beat someone with a baguette. Like that logline alone, she gets to beat someone with a baguette. I think it's really good. I just, I just, my problem was just like, I don't want this to be the finale. I was angry that it was the finale. And I, I think it's fun. And then that, that conversation at the end over the, the riverbanks or whatever is just, yeah. Okay. Do you guys have any other points on this particular episode? If not, I want to, let's fly across Europe and go through the other European episodes. I think that, like, with New Jazz, it was really cool how mm-hmm. when they, I mean, it's again, it's with the surrealism. It's like, oh, we're going to take these mm-hmm. and we're going to get really high. We need to be careful because it's very heavy stuff. Ern was telling him, he's like, okay, maybe it's better that I don't know. And literally, they're very, very high before they even realize it. So now it makes you wonder how much of what happened was actually real. Obviously, with the whole time travel looping thing that they decided to mess with, mm-hmm. um, where like he sees somebody that can't speak and he's like struggling, and then it turns out to be him later. Yeah. Oh, Lauren wasn't. Lauren wasn't real in my head. Lauren was. I, I she wasn't real at all. Because I mean, real. I think maybe yeah, he okay. was imagining a younger version of his mother, um, and mm-hmm. then she mothers him throughout the episode. Like she's like exactly. very motherly, like and it's both the good and it's the interesting because there's a link to. Um, to season two, the episode um, Woods, because um, Brian Tyree Henry's um, mother, the guy who plays um, Paperboy, she she died, right? And that mm-hmm. Woods episode was sort of his the, the the writing team giving him a chance to kind of therapeutically process that and like unpack it. It's like he's trying to get out of the woods that he's in and come into a place where he fully accepts, like, okay, this is what I am, this is what I'm doing. And it makes a lot of sense because we see a little bit of a change in Alfred after that point. Mm-hmm. The, earlier in that episode, he's with this girl that he's supposedly dating and she's talking to him about image. And he's like, I don't need to do anything about that. Like, I don't want to do all that fake stuff. Yeah. Then after the Woods episode, like we start to see the Alfred that we see in season three, who is like fully like a rapper persona. He's like, okay, I'll do whatever it is that you want me to do, but I want free tailoring for three years. You know, like that's, that's the kind of guy that he's become. Like, he's fully accepted it. He's sort of plugged into the image machine, even though he's still Alfred underneath. So I think they kind of drew a through line from there to this episode, which also is an episode eight, interestingly. And, um, you know, he's he's trying to kind of figure out why he's here doing what he's doing, 
how it's operating. You know, that imagined version of his mother asking him, who owns your masters? And I was, expl- I was watching that episode with somebody and I was, I was explaining, because the person didn't understand what that meant. And I, I had to explain that that's actually how you build generational wealth in music. Huh. Huh. That's how okay. that works. Sorry, 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 sorry to interrupt you, but cause what you just said is very interesting because when she said that, I rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah. I was like, are you going to tell me that paper boy musician does not know about like his masters? And like, I was like, Atlanta, don't do this. Don't be this heavy handed. But see, that's the thing though. A lot of rappers, a lot of rappers don't know about their masters. That's, Ah, it's that, either they don't know so or they aren't aware of the power because they've signed it away in their contracts. Yeah. That's so interesting. Because to me, I was like, if someone like me knows, like, surely people should know. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think the thing is he knew, he knows about masters, but he hadn't thought about who owned them or like he kind of just trusted Earn. Yeah. Because in a, in a different scenario where things were a bit more malicious, maybe Earn could have made it such that he owns the masters or something like that. You know, and that's how mm-hmm. you can cut someone out. But Earn yeah. is Earn, and he made sure that he owned his masters. I love the fact that Earn, like Earn, God, we were talking about how Earn has grown this season. I just love the fact that he didn't drop the ball on that. I was like, yeah. when he first goes, huh? My heart is in my mouth. In my <laughs> I was like, yo, Earn, come on. What are we about to hear? I was like, Earn, we've gone this far. Yeah, and then I was, I was happy about that. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on each episode because we don't have that much time. But it's, um, in terms of talk about Europe, what do you think of the European episodes? Um, I mean, you guys are we're, we're talking about all these European, the Euro, all the other European episodes. But I want to ask. I mean, I want to talk about the post-credit scene. Um, okay, we're going to talk about the anthology episode. Let's let's bring those. Let's bring that up in the anthology episode segment. We're definitely going to talk about the anthology episodes. Maybe. No, wait, it, is that anthology? Oh yeah, that is anthology related. Yeah. Because yeah, because yeah, it relates to the anthology anthology part. So definitely, we will talk about that. Um, what I really got from the European episodes was the fact that like. It's like everywhere, London, Paris, Amsterdam, these guys go through the, not the same, but like pretty similar mm-hmm. struggles everywhere. And it's, um, it's a balance between who you want to be, but like also not losing touch with who you are. Mm. That's been the main theme for me this season. It's like, who are they now and who do they want to be and who do they not want to be? What's, are they, what is everyone scared of? That's why, um, I'm really excited about season four because I feel like we didn't explore that with Earn as much as we did with um, Paperboy and Darius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Darius is always just the same, no matter what happens to him. I don't know. I think he grows. I think he grows. I think Darius's aloofness has it's tempered over like last couple of seasons. He's more thoughtful about what his uh, the consequences of his actions his um that's fair his um his sort of spiritual footprint in, in that sense for like from season one darius was this conspiracy guy who didn't care about the government he was like oh yeah the government is tracking you this and yeah. that blah 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 and he's still that guy very much so yeah but like by season two season three he's thinking much more about i feel like he's starting to pay more attention to his role in the group yeah. and he's also more in uh, tune with the world he's, that might be post Teddy Perkins or yeah. not but like he definitely yeah. season one Darius yeah. might have reacted to the whole Nigerian restaurant thing a bit differently or might have a different mm-hmm. face about that you're right you're right yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's good. I guess his group is just is a lot more subtle than Alfred Earns Alfred Earns yeah. are a lot more in our face um, 100% my best episode of the season is in this like European group yeah. I think white fashion is the best episode I was of the just season. about to say yeah that, that was a good one. Is that your best as well? It's one of, I, I loved it. Like, 
I don't know. I don't tweet very often. <laughs> I'm usually just there on the app lurking, but I don't tweet often. Mm-hmm. And like, I love that episode so much that I went and like I tweeted something about like me and Darius eating jollof at the same time because I happened to be eating jollof at that time. Yeah. <laughs> How am I watching an Atlanta episode right now where Darius is talking about jollof rice and I'm just like, and 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 then the whole gentrification thing happens and I'm oh, I was losing my mind. But do you know that's funny? I think maybe we watch Atlanta is so surreal that the surrealism is entering our head. Yeah. Because literally, literally, as I was watching today's finale, right? Uh huh. Literally, as Van's phone is blowing up, my phone starts ringing. <laughs> and it's my friend called Vanessa that's calling me. That's wild. Wow. And I burst out laughing. I literally burst out laughing. I could not, I was like, this is a, I could not believe what I was just happening. That would take a screenshot because that is wild. I think my surreal, um, you know, my surreal experience with that episode was earlier in the day, I was watching Daily Show and Trevor Noah was making an analogy mm-hmm. for like a world like for like a global event it had something to do with Ukraine and he was like it's like if you took all the Nigerians and you said you know something something jollof rice and I'm like wow jollof rice is really in the world conversation these days and then I watched the episode <laughs> a few hours later and that's okay it's about really? jollof rice and the crazy thing is like jollof rice isn't this thing that like is part of Nigerian culture but like Nigerians don't really care about it that much. Guy, Nigerians are obsessed. I am obsessed with yeah, jollof rice. Yeah. Everyone I know is obsessed with jollof rice. It's just that good. Yeah, even Darius in the episode is like, did a Ghanaian tell you that it's Ghanaian? <laughs> like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like It's like when you talk about it, on when you see it being represented in media, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. some white people or non-Nigerians are going to be like, yeah, Nigerians eat jollof, but it's like, they're overplaying it. They aren't. They aren't. We are obsessed with it. Oh, also... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, just no, no. quick thing. Mm-hmm. The um, you remember that kid? Is his name TJ, the art kid? Yeah, that was episode two. So episode he's based three. on Sloan. I don't know if you guys have heard of of Sloan. I, I haven't, but I looked him up. But when you, like, I saw your tweet, I looked him up. Not them coming for him like that. Yeah, later on, Sloan appears in an episode. Oh, does he? Do you remember that? I, I don't. I didn't. I, yes. I don't know his face. When they make what was the ad? What was the Paperboy ad? Oh shit! Um, invest in your hood. Yeah, Sloan is in that. Yo! Sloan is in that, so it's just, you know, it's a whole That's thing. funny, because obviously, yeah. they, re- they referenced Liam Neeson in the, um, I, can't, I keep forgetting the name of the phone. White Liam Neeson. The, and then, and then, then he reappears. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, with the European episodes, I like how they talked a lot mm-hmm. about, like, touring and entourages, because if I ever mm-hmm. catch socks, <laughs> like, if I catch that guy. I really like that we, we were, like, we were just... We were all like, we hate socks, and socks is done, and then he just never appeared just again. So it was like they just casually got rid of him. We didn't need to see that. Um, I love that for them. Yeah, no, it's oh. like, like he saw, because and, and when you, on, on on second viewing, you can see that he's clearly trying to deflect onto oh. the most like this. The what seems like the most obvious culprit. Yeah. But at the end, he's like, okay, maybe he's gonna. He was planning to give back the phone. But now he's like, yo, if I show this phone now, they will kill me. Oh no, they can't. will kill me. That's probably why he throws it away. It's such a that's also, also I mean White Fashion was my best episode, but that's such a good episode. That was such a good episode, man. Like I was like that whoever that guy that it got to play um Wiley, oh my god. I think he's gonna get an Emmy nomination. I think him and maybe 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 Justin Bartha. Honestly, well, even the way Socks comes into the picture in the first place, he's being very extra. Like that girl, like that first of all, that guy just dumped his fiance because of something he didn't even verify. Number one. Bruh. 
he dumped his fiance and then his mother-in-law or fisherman could not get a visa, right? Like she could not come into the country. I was like, bro. And then this girl is just on the curb crying with all her stuff. And I'm like, wait, when did they throw her out? And I was just so confused because all she said was, I mean, yeah, she was a bit annoying with her yeah, having a like, boyfriend before like even saying anything. It was a microaggression. Like, like it, but, it, nobody, but nobody said anything. That she, she didn't do anything racist and that was just weird. And then Sox is just in the van with them. How did he get there? And why did he? Why did they let him stay there? Uh, white is the F1 tree of whiteness. I think that was that was a job at council culture. Just like people do messed up things, but that aren't necessarily necessarily racist all the time. And then it turns into this whole thing. But in fact, in fairness, most times people deserve to be cancelled. So you know, most that's times. my yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a, I have a problem with the whole phrase cancel culture we'll talk about that in a second with the new jazz episode but i think it's also like the not maybe not performative but the white allyship you know how they can go extra and like all of them are like ah no she, she, what she did and then the same guy becomes like basically the enemy an enemy yes like it's yeah um let's quickly talk about what is probably the i think even though i love the scars guy this is probably the most bonkers cameo they, they're able to do this i can't believe they're able to do it scars guy i can understand but to get Liam Neeson in that episode, I, unfortunately, that was spoiled for me before I went there. Uh, I still did not expect, like, still though, still there's value because you you wouldn't have had any idea what he was gonna do. I didn't expect the the turns it it took. I have a I have a problem with the phrase or with celebrities using the phrase cancel culture. With celebrities using it, mm. yeah, celebrities. When celebrities use it, because they always make themselves seem like the victim and all that. I see. Okay. And like, let's be honest. Who's really who has really been cancelled? Harvey Weinstein, or people that went to jail. Like that as like that's it really. Like and I think so. I understand. I I want to assume that's what they're trying to do with the old Liam Neeson cancel club. It's it's funny on its own. But I think I I did cringe a bit when I saw Cancel Club on the like on the coaster or whatever because it, it it almost feels out of the episode. To be fair, Alfred was high. <laughs> to, true. To be fair, true. It feels like an anthology episode on its own. It doesn't even feel like out uh, that Alfred's like Alfred's journey in that episode. It feels like they had this idea, and instead of making it an anthology episode, they just put it in this in this episode. I think it's honestly yeah. I feel like the only one that doesn't feel like an anthology episode is the one where. Um, they make the um, Central Park Five shirt. Besides that, White Five shirt. Yeah, feels yeah. like an anthology episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, but just only on, on listening a bit. I mean, I think there's a point in his dialogue, dialogue, whatever. Where I'm like, oh no, fuck this. Atlanta's really messed up here. You're literally not writing this for black audiences, right? Like you're literally, right. and then I'm like, are you really trying to like give Liam Neeson an out? What are you guys doing? Yeah, I saw people saying that. But to me, they took it an extra step, which I think was cut off with the black thing. Too. I don't know how to put it, but they took that extra step that was like, oh, okay, so you're actually saying what the white man actually thinks, and we know that we know they think that. So you're saying so. He said that he said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, exactly. So to me, that I was what I liked. I liked in that like he was able to say. It, can, it might be didactic, I don't know, but like it was able to. He said, if it had stopped at, oh, I'm angry, angry that you guys tried to ruin my. Oh, what did he even say before that? It was like, oh no, yeah, before that he apologized. It was like that. I wanted people to understand where I came from or where I came from to where I am now. Yeah. At that point, I was like, nah, fuck this. What are you guys talking about? Is this what you're gonna? And then he was like, nah, 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 I hate a lot of you. And I was like, okay, no, okay, I, I like, I like that. This is where they went with this. Just the way it came out is like the best and worst part of being white is you don't have to learn anything. If we don't want to, I was like, I can't believe Whoa. the reason agreed to do that. I can't. I can't believe. He, how did they convince him to do that? 
Because it's funny, because literally the day before, even that day, I can't remember, I was listening to a pod, I was listening to Smartless podcast. I can plug them because they're bigger than us, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Liam Neeson was their guest that episode, right? Oh, okay. Obviously, they didn't bring up the, <laughs> I was looking for a black man to kill incident, obviously. Yeah. Three white men intervening a white man. They were never going to bring it up, right? So it was very, very interesting to then see him on a black show. And that was the subject. It was like, oh, this is just how black people interact. Like, it, for black people, we can't see Liam Neeson and not think about that phrase or that that moment, right? It, it, no matter what, even if we still fuck with taking, like Paperboy says. Yeah, it's built it's built into his persona now. You're always going to think about that. But white people can easily forget about that. And I just, I, I think that was a very audacious, like, cameo. And the Chetan Wong that <laughs> I found it very funny. I found it When I saw him, funny. I actually, I, I was screaming because I was like, not them taking an episode about white people being scared that their son is too trini and putting Chet Hanks inside, like, as basically this woman's worst nightmare. Like, the, yeah. Yeah. I was losing my mind because, like, first of all, he I agreed mean, to be here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? Oh, no. I mean, for Chet Hanks, it's easy. It's easy to understand that Chet Hanks will agree to that. I think, like, so, I mean, we should obviously disclose that. I didn't know, at, this, at least at the point of the, when I the episode, that, like, Chet Hanks had allegations against him so um i'm i, I don't want to say that they did, i don't want to say that they didn't know but like it's very possible they didn't know yeah either, because i think it was on z-way's show as well recently so yeah i don't want to praise ted hanks as an individual but i think the use of ted hanks in that scene clever. Said, in that context very clever was, was was clever it was funny yeah, i thought it was quite i thought it was quite yeah and I, I just i was like this is yeah i, I just found it very clever and very funny um do you know why I didn't find clever and funny? What? Kevin Samuels appearing on... Tell us about that, yeah, no. Why? Yeah. You know what? We're going, to take a, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the anthology episodes. That's what we're going to do. We'll be right back. And we're back. Okay. So, guys, the most divisive thing of this season is, hands down, the anthological nature of some of the episodes of this season. Um, it's really divided fans. So, I mean, it's not like, like I said earlier, it's not as if Atlanta has ever been a, it's not succession. It's not a breaking by. It's not a straight story. It's not been a straight story, right? Episodes have always just been kind of like slice of life, really, following a very, very thin overarching plot. So, that, so I always, I had that in mind. And I remember reading an interview, I think that when season two came out with Glover, and he was like that, something he always wanted to do, I think it was half joking, but he was like, he just wants to do an episode where the episode starts and you just see like, four white friends and then the title comment just says Chicago <laughs> so and then he just found that episode just following this white friend's third episode so I didn't know that was something that he wanted to do like he never like he was half joking but that was always an idea that like, he wanted to do something that was just not Atlanta for him. and Master of None had an episode like that and everything. so so when I think when TMT and I spoke about the first episode the uh, three slots episode we're like okay this this kind of an Atlanta's nature it's like okay it, it was a great episode in my opinion then they did it a second time. Wait, so... Then they did it a third <laughs> yeah, time. Then they did it a fourth time. <laughs> I was like, guys. <laughs> guys. Um, I don't know if... Um, here's the problem now. If this is... If you're making a, a show, especially a show that is like this, kind of like a sitcom, but not really a sitcom, but you get what I mean. People like these characters. People want to spend time with these characters. It's like... it's. I'm not saying you have to follow the rules because Atlanta has been a show that has always broken the rules, but you you kind of have to give them the character. You can't give them six. We've waited, what, three years? Four years? How long? 2018, right? 
like within this long, you cannot just give them six episodes of this character. When I don't know, Wait, was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? I think season two was twenty eighteen. Wow, four because years. Season one was season one was twenty sixteen. It's twenty sixteen, twenty eighteen, twenty twenty two. Yeah. So. Bro, that's insane. And then, like, these characters, they're good, they're great characters, they're great actors, like, all the actors, obviously. So, we just want to spend time with them. So, I don't necessarily hate the fact that you want to, I, I love, I, I, there's nothing I love more than taking risks in storytelling. I, I, like I said before, I reward taking risks maybe higher than normal people do, right? I like it when a show decides to veer off a bit and try something. Even when it doesn't work, I like how you tried it. Mm. I just, maybe, maybe four to six is a, is a bad proportion, right? Maybe give us seven to three, right? Maybe, maybe do that. Don't, don't do six to four. Uh, I want to spend more time with the characters I like. But anyway, okay, guys. What did you guys? I'll start with you, TMT. What do you think of the show's approach towards using four anthology stories this episode? Do you think uh, were you completely fine with it? Do you think it was a bit over the top, or what was your thinking um, towards I I liked it. I didn't think it was over the top. I thought it fit the general Atlanta mm-hmm. theme because I've always felt like just from the first and second season, each episode, each season really, but also in more more importantly, each episode, each episode yeah. has always felt like its own separate thing. That that continuity in Atlanta is very um, loose. It's very big picture-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's call it yeah. loose. So. It, it, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was never going to be like Entourage, where it's like each episode, the grind, how do we make it now? So I really like that. And then I feel like um, in certain episodes, like remember season two, the episode where Aaron needs money and um, he and Darius go on this random trip and they get the pit bull and all of that and this, this whole that, thing. I think that's one. That was... I think that, is that season... Was that one? That's season it's one. in season one, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I thought... This is season one. See, that's an anthology episode for me. So I feel like they always started, they, they started it from there, yeah. like Woods and season two. But it's following two. characters we like or we know. That's the, that's the difference. Though. Mm, fair. Every fair. episode has followed fair. someone. I, and I, I have no problem with them telling the stories. I think my problem was just the, maybe the place. Because I think they always came at, at points when, like, the, we were, like, we had done two episodes back to back with the characters. And we liked, and we're like, oh, when they, when they groove. Then you give me Trinity to the bone, mm. which is an episode I actually do like. But it's just like I was, I was really, really enjoying Alfred at that point, and I, I have no problem with, I have no problem with them doing it. Honestly, I just, if you're going to do that, you have to give me more. I'm sorry, I hate to be that person that is like on Twitter give, saying, "Give me your content," but you're going to do that. You have to give me more of the characters I like. So you have to give me like eight episodes of them, and then give me your four. Nah, uh, I uh, hear experiment, that. Experimental short films. If that's what you're going to do, I, I'm sorry to I say that. it. Because um, at the same time they are getting attention from you, and attention gives them ratings. Mm-hmm. And the only reason you're giving them those ratings and attention is because you you love these characters and you're trying to follow them. Mm-hmm. So you should be getting more of that, yeah. and not you know the kid who's trying to prove he's black to Kevin Samuel. Uh, that's I'm still, I keep pushing that, that that point down. Anyway, um, it's funny that that episode was black and white, by the way. Yeah, I feel like that was a joke. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, it worked because I didn't know that kid is actually biracial. I just thought he, he was white. No, he is. He is biracial. Yeah, he's biracial. I, I didn't know he was meant to be biracial in the show. I thought, again, I think the surrealism of Atlanta seeps into my brain where even the things that are meant to be face value, I take them as surrealist. So I thought like he was white, but everyone else was seeing him as black. Nah, that's a white person, black man. Oh, you thought it, you thought it was like the black Justin Bieber thing. Exactly, exactly, yes. Okay. But I didn't realize that he was actually meant to be biracial in the show or white person or whatever. I mean, look, 
they did the movie last year. Rebecca Hall did pass it and it was much better. So look, anyway, we'll talk about Richard Rigger Paul Givigan in a second. Um, before I move to you a bit, um, maybe we can start. You, I know you want to talk about the TMT. You want to talk about the post credit scene. So let, let's let's touch on that and then I'll move to you a bit. The post credit scene from the finale. Yeah. Um. What does the, I mean? I know that the guy. That's the guy who's appeared in the most episodes this season. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the the white guy in the picture yes, from episode one. From episode actually, four. maybe ex- excluding yeah. excluding Aaron, maybe yeah, he's on the boat in episode maybe. one. He's the guy who's on the boat at yes. the yeah, and then he's the guy that kills himself in, in episode uh, four. The, yeah, he's the guy who pops the big himself. Payback. Yeah, the big payback. So um, that's what that's three episodes. Three episodes yeah. And I, is his name Aaron? Uh, yeah, his name, so his is, name is Ern, right? Ernest Marx. Like they have the same name, and I remember, I remember that was. So that means that the family, the family that he owned was probably Ern's family. Jesus, I, I is that what we're, is that how we're reading this? This is, could be, yeah, it could be. Jesus, I, mean, I just thought it was like a simple mix-up. Jesus, this mix-up, is like. But you could, have you we entered the Twilight know. Zone? What is going on? I feel like we might hear more of that. No, important. but it also means it also means more importantly that those episodes, the surreal weird episodes, are in the Atlanta universe. Yeah. They're happening. Yeah. So yeah. you've point you've said two different things. Now, I I think personally, maybe I was under reading this, but I thought that like the point of the post credit scene was for your point, your second point that like, look, this is happening in this universe. This is happening in the same mm. town that these guys are in, right? This Ernest Marx lives in Atlanta as well as our own Ernest Marx. Mm-hmm. That's how I read it. But then what you're saying is a lot more Twilight Zone-y. Like they're sharing a family across multiverses or whatever. So I don't know about that one. I can't I can't speak to that. But I definitely read it as like, look, this is happening don't, in the same world. Don't you just hate the word multiverse these I, days? I, I, I hate the fact that I said it again. I've said it twice this point. I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> I think the first multiverse ever referenced was in the original Star Trek. When was that? Like the sixties, oh. like evil. There'll be evil Kirk in the mirror verse. I think that was the first sort of abstract notion of a multiverse. And it, I guess eighty years later, it spiraled into this thing that we can't. We don't really know what to do with. <laughs> no, well, look. I mean, they, they did quite a bit of it with it in everything, everywhere all I want. Um, yeah, I really want. To, I I can't, I can't. I haven't seen that yet. I'm really excited about it. So, Ibube, what do you think of? Of the anthology, the use of anthology episodes this season. What do you think of what do you think of the post credit scene? I think I like it overall, honestly, because mm. they clearly had little stories they wanted to tell. I think it's re- I think it's reflective of the times that we're in. You know, they had the story written out. They had a certain idea of what they wanted to do. But I think in their minds, they're like, "Yeah, we can write more about what these guys are doing in Europe." But a lot of it's typically the day-to-day on tour tends to be the same. Mm-hmm. So they're like, mm-hmm. okay, we can do more of that and give them crazy things to do. But we honestly got a fair amount of crazy. They thought, let's bring in these tiny stories that we want to tell about things that have been kind of coming to mind over the course of like, you know, the past couple of years. And let's just see what happens. Um, my favorite one probably is... Um, Wait, hold that. Hold that. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna hold it. To I'm gonna them. I'm gonna hold that because I know that you probably want us to, to rank them, but yeah. um but I I'm gonna say that like the the order in which the, those episodes come, I actually think makes a lot of sense. 
I'll, I'll start by saying that like okay. the fact that we we see each one when we see it makes sense to me like episode um one comes when it comes episode four mm. and then we see a little bit of a through line um going going through them this they're, they're connected somehow and from the beginning you can tell that this is um the same universe i think we could even tell that from episode one because the boat that white ernest marks is on with that black guy mm-hmm. that bridge mm-hmm. they're at that's the same bridge that those ladies drive off oh sure at least to me like i believed it was that was it seemed to me that it that was is, that was the same bridge. Yeah, no, and they're like, driving into like, the yeah. same water with like the the submerged I think that's, like a, that's a known that's a known bridge in, in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. I'm going to throw this at you, and because again, I want to emphasize that I like the idea. Look, uh, this is Donald Glover. If you, if you've read anything about him, you know this is what he wants to do. Like he wants to throw out random short films. Yeah. So I like like they did it. I just my just was like I want to spend more time with Van. I agree with that, Alfred and Lovers. So what did they did? What uh, and I also think is the way they paced it. I know you said it came out at the right time. What did they do? You know how they did the first episode. Like the first two came out on the same day. Yeah. So what if whenever they're doing a an anthology episode, they also put out a normal episode. That way, it doesn't feel as like I'm waiting a whole week just to watch Justin Bartha. I think no that, offense to Justin Bartha. Yeah, Justin Bartha was great in that, by the way. Um, he was. I think okay, I, I hope he's going to get an Emmy nomination for his performance in that episode. I'm just like, just give me I, Justin I, Bartha I and I think here's the, the thing. phone episode. Like, I think if they had done that, right? If they had done mm-hmm. that, it might have come off as them not being confident in the short film yeah, episodes. True. I think that's that they true. probably would, it would have been seen as them kind of having backups. Plus, that would have ended up being a lot of episodes. They, they might have had like 14 in total. And it would have taken a lot to direct all of that. Oh, no, no. I meant, well, I meant do you still maintain your 10. So you air for six Oh, weeks. then that's you, a shorter season. First I see. Four. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah, shorter I mean, season temporarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, what, what you said makes sense. I think th- there's that, and there's also the fact that I'm, I felt this sometimes. Like I know some of my friends who've been watching it. I know this um, one person um, who actually introduced to the show very recently. She was watching season three, and she was like, "I mean, this is cool and all, but like, where's Alfred? Where's Darius? Like, mm. where, where are these guys?" And my, init- my my gut reaction at that time was to tell her the show was never really just about those guys. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we've been seeing that from the beginning. But it is a fair question to ask, like, can we have more of them? Like, is four anthology episodes too much? Like, your question about proportion, I think, makes a lot of sense. What if we had had seven instead of three? But then my my I feel like my brain wants to respond to that with the question of, like, if you could remove one of those anthology episodes, would you? Like, and oh, which and which one, I, and which one would. would it be? I I'll That's tell you which one when we rank. I'll tell you which one when I when we rank. No, but um, okay. I think you're right. I think your your points make sense. And I think honestly, if I'm being honest, I didn't even have these thoughts until recently. I think it really emphasized just because of the final episode, the finale. As we've mentioned, I don't like that we ended with this yeah. final episode. Right? I don't like. And it. That's fair. If, if the finale was was the New Jersey episode, I don't think I'll have these thoughts. I don't like, okay, we ended on a good, good episode that showed us all the characters that I like. I think I'm mostly. It's mostly exaggerated because we ended with the Van episode, which is again an episode that I really liked. Just didn't work as a finale for me, um, and I think it's very interesting because, like, because like you said, they've already written and shot like season four. Yeah. Normally, I mean, probably not a show like this wouldn't listen to people's opinions, but like normally, you, when you, a show a season like this happens, you have feedback and you incorporate that feedback into your next season. But they've already they've already locked up season four, so yeah. So um, mm. 
what I'm going to ask you guys to do now is, and then maybe we can use that to talk about the episodes individually. I want you guys, if you can rank the four, like, the four anthology episodes. You can rank them in what you think is the best or what you enjoy, whichever way you want. Like, so, best in terms of, like, is it a good episode or the one you enjoy the most. That's up for your discretion. Um, we have to we have to rank each of them. There are only four. Yeah, just just one to four. Okay, fair. So like for for context, the four episodes are three slaps. That's the first episode about the kids. The second one is the big payback. That's the reparations episode. The third one is Trinity to the Bone. That's the ninety episode. And then the fourth one is um the um rich Wigger, poor Wigger. <laughs> that's the black and white one. I think Trinity to Bone is the best one. Okay, and then after. After that, I would call um, three slaps. Ah, words. Hmm. Three slaps, then Trinity to Bone. Okay. Then, um, let me see. Then Rich Wigger, Paul Wigger, and the big payback as the one I enjoyed the least. Okay. Uh, Ibibi, what about you? This is actually very difficult. Um, The one thing I know for sure is that Three slaps is number one, mm-hmm. and and I feel like that's even a that's even a weird thing to say because it's such a ballsy move on their parts to be gone for four years and return with nobody we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna say three slaps is my number one because that chicken traumatized me. To, to be honest, like that, I don't think I've ever been more stressed no. watching this show as when I was watching three slaps. <laughs> I'm so serious at that point. Anyway, no, yeah. Um, I don't think Big Payback is number two. I think I think Big Payback and um, Rich Wigger, Poor Wigger would be tied for number three. And then Train to the Bone is number two. Because Train to the Bone, I was just laughing the okay. whole time. Okay, yeah. I think we're, we're very similar then. Because number one for me is, train, is Three Slaps, sorry. And then number two for me is Train to the Bone. But I did enjoy Train to the Bone the most. Okay. Like, I think Three Slaps is the best episode. I think Three yeah, Slaps is the best episode. Yeah, it's definitely the best one. The, bone the, most. the things they addressed. Um, the actor, look, they played Aquarius, everything. Yeah. Yeah, then the third one for me is The Big Payback. And then the fourth one for me is Rich Wigger, Poor Wigger. And guys, I'm going to say something now. I know it's tied for you as three, and I know it's your third TMT. But I think that's my worst episode mm. this season. Mm. I think that's the worst episode Atlanta has ever done. Really, <laughs> I I really did not like that episode. Like, I did not like it at all. That's so interesting like, to hear. I, think, I don't know. I, maybe it's, I don't. Even, I haven't rewatched really it knowing he's biracial though. I think I watched it thinking it was white. So maybe that changes something. I don't know. Mm. But I found it funny. But then I was like, I, I'm like, what is the? Point? I think the fact that he's actually biracial will change your maybe some of your perspective on it. Yeah, now that you maybe know. I, need to, I haven't rewatched really it. So maybe, maybe I need to rewatch it. Yeah, but. And this is all. Let me let me even be upfront. I didn't know who Kevin Samuels was when he died. Like <laughs> I tried not to like. So I saw his name was trending. Everybody was talking about it on Twitter. Kevin Samuels is dead. I was like, yeah. I don't. I don't want to know who this is. I was. I don't. And then someone was like, Oh, he's in Atlanta this week. And I was like, Oh, I don't know who this guy is. So <laughs> I, I was. I found out who he was. And I was like, I was like, Why? Why had, would you do this? Had like, you actually never seen this? anything that Kevin Samuels oh, did not, before? Nothing. nothing. Wow. I, I whatever whatever filter thing. you um, have on, I need to try that. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm not I'm not gonna, I know things, but I'm also very just like I don't want to know. I'm not gonna like mm-hmm. I just skip through things on on Twitter. I'm just like I don't want to I don't want to know who this is. I just like skip through a lot of things. I think until I see a video like maybe four times on my time, I don't watch it if it's longer than like ten seconds. It's <laughs> like I can't be asked. That's very fair, actually. So until I've seen it like the fourth, I'm like, okay, I need to watch what, what this video is. 
But yes, I didn't know. Who came, and then I'm just like, why would you have this guy? Because this is not even like, okay, but this is very problematic from things I've seen that he said. Like, I'm just like, why would you give this guy a paycheck? Like, why would you, and like James said, why, why would this guy make money from appearing on this? Mm. What, and it's not if he's even playing himself, which would be terrible, but would make sense. So is that right, your, epi- is that like, your okay, problem with the episode? The fact that it's Kevin Samuels? Part of it. No, it's part of it. Okay. It's part of it. Because like, if he was playing himself, you're like, okay, maybe he's a relationship expert, quote unquote, so maybe that's what he's doing here. But he's not playing himself. He's, so he's acting. So you're paying him money to act. Why? Anybody could have played that role. Any, <laughs> why are you doing this? I think they wanted the shock value of the fact, yeah, that, but he wanted yeah, Kevin the fact that it was Kevin Samuels because Kevin Samuels is always talking about high value and low value. Uh, and bringing that into this, I think maybe has some kind of like but is it Kevin Samuel? Isn't it like only like relationship and why, why women aren't married? Like he doesn't have anything to do with he, like the, the thing is though you money have to, and to, be, to be very fair. Like there's money involved for sure, but to be very fair, Kevin Samuels actually was as hard on men as he was on women. The stuff that he said to women definitely got a lot more press, and everything mm. he said was problematic. There were times when he made interesting points, but they always, even those good points that he made once in a while, were always negated by the fact that he was unnecessarily mean to people. Kevin Samuels just overall also, very problematic, but I think that is he was a yeah. piece of shit. Like I say, I say this as someone that liked the episode. Yeah, he was like, a piece of he, shit. Kevin Samuels once said, and I quote: "Most women lie about domestic violence." Yeah, he said that. You know, he said that. You know, he was somebody. He was a genuinely like just. I mean, he once said that, like you know, you you want to see women like when when. You know, when, when, when a woman is like in her place, like, you know, like a puppy, like is happy to see you whenever you come. I was like, wow, not even oh, calling women puppies. Like just in general, he, he, he's just a weird guy. Man. And having him here, I think makes sense because he's the type of person who would like essentially rank people in terms of value. So in a sense, it kind of adds up that they would bring him here as somebody who is ranking people in terms of value for the but scholarship. If, if Dr. Umar was playing this role, it will make more sense. That would actually be funnier. That would be so much funnier. Yes. <laughs> and it makes more sense because Dr. Umar is all about black people. You don't, you don't understand. Like, Kim Samuel yeah. being here, just, it's just I like... I think Dr. Umar doing is, it the... is a bit on the nose. I think that may, maybe that's the issue. Or, or maybe there's something else we don't know, like he wasn't available or something. But he, <laughs> I mean, he's he's just like, I think that that's a bit on the nose. With Kevin Samuels, I think, let me put it this way. Somebody who would do what that character did in this episode is the type of person that would be like Kevin Samuels. Like, that's a Kevin Samuels mm-hmm. type of person. So, in a sense, it's hilarious to have Kevin Samuels himself playing that character. Even if Kevin Samuels is extremely yeah, I, problematic. Like, I don't really like that he's catching a bag from this, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, it, it kind of... It's just funny in a way. Like, it's funny on a number of layers. And I think it made them laugh in the radish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, guess, I mean, for me, I, I, I honestly cannot think of another episode that was worse. I, 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 I just... I, as someone who loves Atlanta, I can't think of... So, so the, the person who just who I just introduced to the show that I that I mentioned earlier, she actually yeah. thinks that Champagne Papi is is the worst Atlanta episode, the one from Ooh. season two where they go to the Drake party. Drake, yeah, I can't. <laughs> she did not enjoy that one at all. I mean, saying Drake is Mexican at the end that was a, an incredible payoff. I can't like I, I, I can't I can't. I, but I think like the episodes that I've not like I've not been overjoyed. Like Champagne Papi, I like it, but I'm not over. This Richie, I was, for this me, was I, was actively like, I do not like this. Yeah, I was like, actively, I do not. And I think another thing is like, it's a weird thing where I was like, I know what you're trying to say, but I also don't know what you're trying to say in terms of like the moral. Yeah. And I'm just like, so Atlanta, I think Atlanta for me is best when I don't know what, les- what lesson is trying to teach me. 
Like, I'm just watching a comedy that is about black life and then the lesson is somewhere in. But these anthology episodes, they were all, my one question is like, they were all sledgehammers. They were all like, this is the point. <laughs> Hear the point. Like, they were just like coming in. And I was like, fair enough, fair, fair. what happened to like the stories you were telling in Teddy Perkins or in the barbershop or like the way you were just like putting the subtext? Everything here was text. <laughs> Every, everything was text in the anthology. And I, I think that was my, I was on that thing. Like, and also, yes, I think thinking that he was white, that final scene annoyed me a lot. <laughs> because of the hairbrush. Oh yes. my God. So, so yes, because I thought he was white. That makes sense, actually. Yes. Um, so, so thinking he's, knowing he's biracial changes it, but like, yeah. because I'm like, oh, fuck you, you white man. <laughs> so I think that makes sense. Yeah. With the hairbrush and like the... Yeah, but yeah, okay. Okay, I understand that. Uh, but I just... Yeah, yeah, I didn't that like end actually I, I killed me because when he... When he when like he looks he, the camera? No, even before that, when he's like, you know, I've never been more attracted to you in my life. And then it yeah. works. Like, it works so well. And then he looks at us yeah. and it's like, yo, what, what's going on? Is he breaking the fourth wall? Like, what is this episode? <laughs> what's actually happening I mean, here? That's the problem. Like, I laughed during the episode. There are points in the episode where I genuinely laughed again because Atlanta is a funny show. Like, so I'm just like, as a whole, I just, I was like, I don't, I didn't like this episode. And I need to go rewatch it knowing that he's very short. That, that's actually a good point. Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts after that. A lot of the anthology episode, and I, I personally, I think I said this when I was talking about um, Don't Look Up a few months back, and I don't entirely hate shouting, quote-unquote. <laughs> like, if you have a point and you want to shout about the point, that's fine, right? I don't entirely hate it, but I think for this anthology episode, which is why I like, like, I like three slaps. The point is there. It's, it's not subtext, it's text. I, I, I like Trinity to the Bone. That's also not, not, not subtext. Not subtle at all. Why? But yeah, no, I mean, do you guys have any other points on Rich Riga, Poor Riga before I, before I move on? Because uh, obviously you guys liked it more than I did. Well, I, I just thought it was sort of um, interesting that they tackled the whole, the whole idea of white presentation and how you mm-hmm. can be exactly the same as someone else, but be treated completely differently because you look different. I mean, when, like when, when the, the, the other kid with the flamethrower, which by the way, oh my God, <laughs> when he showed was- up. So I was about to, I was about to interrupt you. That was, that was nothing why, that I hated. Really? Because the, the kid with the same trip? Because he's Nigerian? No, no, no. That conversation is... People used to com, um, clown Gronish that they used to write their scripts from Twitter conversations. <laughs> that's a Twitter, that's a Twitter diaspora conversation. And, I think and I'm like, guys, issue. we're better than this. I'm like, we're better than this now. I think well, maybe they wanted to, to... It's possible that they wanted to try and do it in what they consider an intelligent way. That's why I said, like, these anthology episodes are on the nose. I think they're designed to be on the nose because they don't have to work it into the narrative. You true, know? true. And they only have a limited amount of time to yeah. say their point, which I, I understand, obviously, yeah. Yeah, and it but was, like, it was like, just... It was kind of every overt. serious writer in the last six or seven years has been stealing from Twitter conversations. Many of them. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's... that's because that's fair. how you get people talking. Like, you contribute to the conversation, right? So, I mean... Oh, like, package it differently. Like, what is like, oh, you're not actually black because you have a culture to pick. I'm like, come on. Yeah, like, the whole, the whole like, black doing? culture thing, the interview that they asked, that they had that guy doing, like, in the in that little auditorium, I thought was <laughs> something, Sha. That, that, that part was very weird. There was surrealism in it for sure, but it was just strange because, like, you kind of point to the fact that, like, I mean, when they bring, and I like that they bring in that Nigerian um, kid, actually, because it points to the notion that, like, blackness in America is not, is considered very different from being African. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, having him there saying that, you know, I have to do this, this, is this. Like, even I took the bus here and I had to assemble this thing. You probably just walked here in front of everybody, which, which he did. did. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the, the fight that on, that ensued was actually very weird to me. It's like, okay, why are you guys trying to kill each other right yeah. now? 
but um, yeah, then he gets I shot. guess I don't know if that's meant to be like a dark skin versus likes. I don't know because like, remember I was saying like yeah. Donald Glover was. I mean, he he actually even said in that same South by Southwest interview that um, you know the thing I mentioned before about how the world is just predictable and they didn't actually try to write to fit anything. Like things just worked. You know, mm. the fact that they, he said, um, Kevin, the Kevin Samuels guy was like, um, getting shot by the police is the blackest thing anybody can do. Like you get the scholarship and then dude mm-hmm. is sitting there safely in his, in the police car and he ends up not going to college. And then he's just like living his life from there on. And I don't know, I don't, I'm yeah. not even sure what we're supposed to make of that. Like the last that's, two minutes of that episode, what are we supposed to make? We're of that? supposed to make from that, that not going to college is the blackest thing you can do. <laughs> Maybe actually, maybe, and that's that's funny because like in order to do that, he wouldn't get scholarship. Yeah, but that's my point. Where I was like, I feel like at the same while you're simultaneously hitting me over the head with your point, I still don't understand all your points. It's just a very, I, I just I didn't leave that episode with a good experience. I, I just uh, yeah. I can see why that um, episode would be confusing. I, I thought it was chaotic. Um, I remember watching it and just thinking, I why? thought it was more chaotic than everything. Yeah, like okay, what if, <laughs> what if, mm-hmm. yeah, I just yeah, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that episode. Um. I mean, like, my, I think all our number threes is the big payback. Mm-hmm. And my thing with that one is, it might have been when I watched it, but I, so here's my, th- my thing with that is that Justin Bartha is too good in that episode. <laughs> in which you actually feel for him way too much. I feel for him too much in that episode. Like, I'm like, I'm on, I'm on your side. Fuck CRT. I don't know. I, 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 fuck reparations. I, I, I feel like I agree with you. I felt so much for Justin Bartha. Yeah. I was like, I just like that his character gets on in the end. Yeah. Yeah. He just moves he on just with it. Like, he accepts it. <laughs> and he, the thing is that that character has the personality to, to move on in that way. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, mm-hmm. Donald Glover was saying earlier, and he even forgot that he said this, but he said that this season in a way is about the curse of whiteness. And, that's an interesting thing to say because he, he went on to, to kind of elaborate that it's easy to see black people as cursed because of all the stuff that we've gone through and we continue to go mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. But on some level, there's mm-hmm. like a curse to, um, the ignorance that, um, constitutes a lot of like the white experience because you don't even know what's going on. You don't, uh, you don't know what that curse is and that kind of contributes to the curse. Mm. And, you know, the Earn character mm. at the end of Big Payback basically says all of that in what I think is actually a very interesting monologue. Like, that was really mm-hmm, cool, mm-hmm. the way he addressed all of that. He's yeah. like, think about what's going on. Like, we don't have to think about this. Like, white people really feel like, yeah, slavery is the past. We are past it now. Even the white people that are, like, they have the best intention. All of this is in our past. But really, it's not because the effects of what happened back then are still being felt now. Like, it's a part of a lot of people's everyday lives. And that being brought to the forefront, I mean, it, all, all like the, the execution was was kind of poignant and it was also funny because the fact that it was Tesla stock that started all of it in the first place <laughs> was just hilarious to me because that 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 needs to be stopped on its own. <laughs> so yeah, that's a nice I, I don't know. It looks like he's doing it himself. Some yeah. things are coming out recently. So. <laughs> truly, it's truly so. Like fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Oh my god. I mean, there's just so many different layers to it. I mean, him answering his daughter, the fact that people have, you know, the level of ac- accountability that people show changes depending on what side they mm-hmm. feel that they're on. Like he was telling his ex-wife, mm-hmm. like, you were white yesterday. You like, were white yesterday. Like the lamp you were I think she used that emoji with like a brown, a brown finger, whatever she does. Yeah, she, she, she was, and that really hit me because even the lamp she was going to give him, 
if you're gonna like you threw it in the trash, okay. You were gonna give it to him oh, anyway. Why is it in the trash? You were white yesterday is, is it might be the funniest line this show Truly. this season. Like you were white yesterday. Even the, even the girl from that that, that he what works with. What was she? What what did she claim she was? She said that Puerto um, Rican. I think she said there was some Puerto Rican and, and Puerto Rican and that he's like Austro-Hungarian. She... And she said, yeah, there might he's be Austro- some, yeah, I think, I think I said that, yeah, there might be some Jewish like... ancestry in there. And I was like, wow, so this is how you are. This is really what you're going to do. And your daughter is inside. Um, nah, nah. Yeah, like, no. I, yeah, that episode was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a really good episode. Well, at least it's a good episode, definitely. I think I'm talking about my own personal enjoyment of it. I just like, I was, I empathize too much with just, I was like, I was like, yeah, you're right. That black woman should not get your money. You're right. I'm, I'm on your side. And I was like, no. But that is <laughs> this like, is not true. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so I didn't like... I love so that maybe episode. they did too good a job. That was their problem. They did too good a job. Because, with that at episode. the end, we're really uh, like, no, it's what, a good what is the solution here? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we don't... Like, at the end, m- most things, when we watch something like this, we end up picking a side and we're like, okay, this is not wow. contributing to our beliefs. But now in this episode, it's like, you actually not... You're not sure who to support. Like, because you don't know yeah. who has been wronged. Who, or who is really responsible here? Mm-hmm. I think my problem is that I think white people might use that as their defense. Like, it that, really that works for white issue. people. Yeah. yeah, so it works for white yeah. people. She said she was Peruvian. Was oh, Peruvian. Peruvian. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, Peruvian. my God. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, then obviously, training to the bone, I, I enjoyed that. I think I enjoyed that most because it was the one that, after watching Three Slaps and Big Payback, it was the one that wasn't like, painful or harrowing if that makes it, well, it seemed like it wasn't trying to teach you a lesson it's just the kind of thing that would be funny or, for anybody who's black yeah yeah there's a lesson there but it's not like bold letters this is the lesson like the big payback and three slaps was like this is a fun story and i really i really i really enjoyed it. like i just enjoyed it and then the kid was <laughs> incredible now when he was shouting was amen black, in man. church i was amen. loving it way too much way too much the way he was like this guy was part of the culture and his mother yeah. was terrified of that. Like, I can't, I can't, I don't know which part of that whole thing was funniest oh. to me. The kid's dad's real fear was that he wasn't spending enough time with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the kid, with him. But like, his mom's fear was that he was going to be <laughs> Chet Hanks. <laughs> I mean, but saying that though, at the end of the episode, she does like, well, she sings the song to him, doesn't she? While she's talking him in. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, TMT and I spoke about three slabs at the beginning of the season. I think we both agreed that like that's it. That was that was a Hall of Fame Atlanta episode. That was like facts. No, top yeah, five. Top I don't think we have any. I think to say about that. It's just like that goes in as like it's there. It's Teddy Perkins. It's just one of the best episodes they've ever done. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Atlanta this season is is going to be a lot, very divisive. I think still think season two is there. Is there like their their, their peak? Yeah, that, that's Magnum Opus. I think yeah, season four might be better. Hopefully, hopefully. If they, if, if they do less and th- yeah. well, I doubt they will. Yeah. Well, I, I think they might do less. I, doubt they will. I think they might I, do less. Maybe, I don't think they won't do any, but I think they might do less after. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I think, it's the final season you spend time with, with the main character. Hopefully, I don't so, know. Anyway, um, we all think this was a good season. Maybe even great, depending on how, on when we wake up. And depending on how I feel when I rewatch Rick, Rich Riga, Paul Riga. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously it has its flaws. But I think I'm being critical about some Atlanta, but it's still one of the best things on TV. I would also, I would always like want them to take these experiments that not. I don't know. Do you guys have any final thoughts on this season that we haven't spoken about? I just hate that we've never actually heard Paper Boys music. Oh, we have and though. I, just, I need. I think we need to fix that. We've had some. We've had. We've had some. We've had some bits. 
We've had Paperboy, Paperboy. Oh, about a Paperboy. I need, like, did you see how Darius was vibing? I need a Paperboy mixtape. I need to hear, like, a full the song. The postal mixtape. The postal yeah. mixtape. That was an incredible title, by I, the way. I think, I actually really like what they're doing because, first of all, it's, it sounds kind of corny at first, but, like, the name Paperboy is actually brilliant. <laughs> it's just a brilliant name for a rapper. It delivers. The, and the fact that the mixtape is postal. And I think, actually, well, obviously, there's a Gambino touch because Donald Glover is writing a lot of that music with Steven. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Steven is the one who's rapping as Paperboy. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it's Steven. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean... Oh, I don't- I'm pretty because when I hear it, like it's, it, it sounds like Steven to me, and like that's where the music would be. Because I mean, I don't think Brian Tyree Henry actually has to do any of the rapping because we don't actually see him doing much of it. We just hear the yeah. music. So yeah, yeah, I think that the music is really well done. Like that song that plays in Cancer Attack, like I want that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. You know, I like that they show stuff about touring different aspects of Europe. The anthologies, well, they've got a lot of us talking about a lot of different things, but I like that they're there in the first place, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I like that they did it, but yeah. then they were too scared to do it. So. Exactly. It's a good experiment, like like you said. I feel like I would not expect any anthologies in season four. I feel like there's no need. But if they do it, I guess maybe it's one. fine. Yeah, maybe, 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 one, I think one, maybe or two. one or two. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We all have the same mindset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys. TM10, everybody need to go and clean up because there's piss all over the floor. So, I think we might, I think we might end the episode there. Yeah, that's probably a good um, idea. Yeah, man, guys, if you've managed to listen this far, thank you very much for listening to our discussion on Atlanta Season 3. I still think one of the best shows on TV. Um, yeah. TMT, you can find him on the Submarine Roach podcast, Submarine and the Roach. You can find him on his Two Truths and a Lie podcast. It would be, I think if I like that podcast, actually, Two Truths and a Lie. Then I will check it out. TMT, why don't you tell them about what that podcast is about? Oh, it's a uh, it's a history podcast. And literally, we just, it's like, a, we treat it like a drinking game. So it's, I want to tell you Two Truths and a Lie. And the Two Truths are like really bizarre facts from history. And the lie is also centered around an actual bizarre fact so depending on what which one you get right or wrong we explain everything and then we break down the actual lie and what it's based on and we get into the history of that it's really fun and it's nigerian history but it's also world history if you're listening please go listen to it it's called two truths and a dirty lie dirty lie dirty lie two truths and a dirty lie go listen to that yeah um and then we'll be back later in the week to discuss better call saw mid-season finale with us and i'm sure if I'm not sure yet, but if I decide to do House of the Dragon, I'm sure I'll wrangle you in. Please, wrang- please wrangle me. I can't. I'm so excited for that show. You can't even. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for now, guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you to my guest, TMT NBB. Um Yeah, of course. Join us next week. I will be joined by the incredible Oscar and BAFTA winning actor Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, yes. Danny K. Okay. So glad to finally be on an episode of him. <laughs> <laughs>